Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Hello, everybody. Andy Jacob here with the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. This is a show you're going to want to watch because we're talking about one of our favorite things, which is tech solutions. I mean, when we talk about business tech solutions, we talk about purchasing technology, purchasing solutions, hardware, software. You know, there's so much going on out there. And whenever we get a leading expert in this particular space that comes across our desk. We always love to have them on the show because at the end of the day, this is what it's all about, especially for small to mid-sized businesses, let alone Fortune 100 companies and large companies. So if you make a mistake in this procurement, you have a big problem. So we invited Dante White on the show, of course. He's the CEO of Opuis, and uh, we love the name. We love the the logo. It's just a great to have Dante on the show. Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, Andy. Yeah, super cool. We had a pre-interview with you. We were very, very impressed with what you've done. Of course, you're helping so many companies. You've become really a go-to leader in this space, and you're really helping so many, so many people and so many companies. But before we get started, because we have a lot of questions, especially that came in from the audience. Let's tell us about Opius. Let's pull the lens back to 30,000 feet. Tell us what you're doing, and then we'll get started. Absolutely. So Opius got its name. The genesis of it is the opportunity for you is an opportunity for us. We are a technology-enabled firm, helps organizations with their tech stack. But larger than that, what we do is we help seed small minority veteran and women-based businesses. So we use a portion of each one of those funds to help the next generation of entrepreneurs come up. Because as we know, one of the hardest things about entrepreneurship is getting that initial capital and getting the things going. Uh, the business as a whole, right? So we were created for business owners, small to large, who are dissatisfied with buying software, hardware, and tech support services from multiple different places, right? You have to manage multiple contracts, go to different support modules, all that stuff. And on top of that, a lot of people have ended up buying the wrong, wrong solutions. So what we've done is we've created a one-stop marketplace, kind of like Amazon. You can log in, you can find any solution you need, phones, internet, CRMs, et cetera, and you can buy it from one place, making it easy to manage. Uh, because of that, we're saving people at least 15% on average and literally hundreds of hours of procurement time. So we make it stress and uh, simple. Well, I love it. You're talking about tech stacks, you're talking about business tech solutions. Of course, you have this platform that you save people so much money. And then, of course, time is money. So it's money over money that you're saving people. Let's talk about it. What types of companies you know, are coming to Opuis and do they have a conversation with you at all or is it all done right on the platform? 
Definitely. So uh, the good thing about us, Fred, and also the hard thing about us is literally could be a one person shop to hundreds of thousands of users. So anybody who's in business, um, we gave people the op- opportunity to use the marketplace if that's the way they like to buy, right? Not everybody needs that. Some things are very simple. I just need a contract management solution like DocuSign. Boom, I just buy it there. Uh, but some things are more complex. So we have nationwide engineers that will help and we will talk to anybody through their problems like you know, what are you using today? What are you trying to do tomorrow? And that way we can kind of create a future-proof plan for people. Because a lot of times we buy something in the moment and then later we buy something else that literally is doing the same thing as the previous thing. So you're double buying. So we try to minimize that as much as possible. Yeah, that's additional savings because I even find that, you know, in so many people that I speak with, when you start looking at what they've got in terms of their deliverables and technology, they have things that are replicated. They have things that they don't really need because the one of the other items already solves the problem that they're paying for for the second and third sort of software opportunity. So how are you able to save 15% for your clients? Is it based on volume or is it based on sort of negotiated contracts that you have with uh, with the providers? Yeah, a little bit of both, right? So we have uh, volumetric discounts. So you could be a one-user shop we put your licenses against our, you know, hundreds of thousands of licenses, right? So then your buying power goes down and therefore your price or your buying power goes up, your pricing goes down. The other part is predefined, uh, you know, contracts that we have with the suppliers as well. So you could already be, let's just say a Microsoft user. You can come to us, we'll do an Envision sequence, we'll sit down, we'll really thumb through the best way for you to move forward. And then we end up being able to take over your contract, saving you money right there on the spot. Usually like that's where about 10 to 15% comes in. Uh, from just literally taking something you're already using and putting it over into our management. You get better support that way. You get better savings that way, right? Try to get through to Microsoft support. Not really going to happen very easily, but now because of our mass buying power, we've got a support mechanism. Plus we call like the bat phone that we can get it really easily to the additional support. I love it. The bat phone, the op, the op, Opus <laughs> bat phone. Say that three times real fast. That's super cool, Dante. <laughs> One thing that really caught our attention, and this is... Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why we were very excited to have you on the show is you take your business, but then you support other businesses with the business. And we thought that was just a great idea, a cool concept. Let's talk about that, how you're uplifting other businesses through your main business. Yeah. So like I said, a portion of each one of the sales goes back to seed those uh, those smaller businesses in the minority veteran and women-based segments, right? the underserved markets, but it's not enough to give people money, right? And so through our advanced relationships through different tech vendors and other large enterprise contracts that we have, we actually pair them up with mentorship opportunities as well, right? So say you're in distribution, right? So we give you a little bit of funding, then we'll tie you up with a mentor in the distribution space, right? So you can really navigate those waters, right? And we can really start building out those network because as we all know, your network is your net worth, right? And me coming from you know, minority household, a veteran household, single mother growing up, uh, there were no opportunities for me, right? I had to create them on my own. I didn't want other people to have to live that, right? And have to scratch a little bit, right? Up to get to the top, right? Just to have equity, right? Just to get in the playing field. And so that's really the genesis of why I started the business. Yeah. So interesting. Let's, let's, let's hone in on the veteran owned business just for a minute, because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of veterans out there, 
They want to start their own company. They they take the first step. They need some help. They need some guidance. You put them in that position to not only get help and guidance with a mentor, but also with your technology opportunity, with the cost savings. Why do veterans? entrepreneurs what what makes them so great because we talk to them quite often and they have this sort of i can do attitude and you know they keep on pushing even when the time gets tough attitude what is it about veteran-owned businesses that you like helping so much like i said i come from a veteran background right my whole entire family was veteran i helped one of my good buddies start his own business doing this similar type of you know space it's really near and dear to me and you're right they have a mission focus uh idealism right so it is is get the job done by any means necessary. Um, there are some of the best workers and best entrepreneurs who just need a little bit of help, right? A little bit of that networking capacity. Like I said, your network is your net worth. And additionally, in being in the military, you bounce around a lot, right? So it's really hard to gain footing when you do that. When you finally do reach your final destination of where you want to live, right? And that's when we build it out. So we're helping veterans. We've got a couple of clients right now. We're helping them write for certifications, right? It's not enough to say that I'm a veteran business. You have to prove it on paper. So you have to get certified for that. Then we help them write for grants as well, right? And start getting some of that free money that's out from different enterprises or government segments. Wow, it's interesting. Which part of the business, Dante, really gets you going in the morning? Is it this selling of the tech stack, selling of the technology, or is it the mentorship and the helping and seeing these people that reach out to you as they grow and become fully flourished entrepreneurs? I'd say a little bit of both, and it sounds like a cop-out, but the reality of it is, is I'm a helper. That's what I'm doing. The technology Technology is just uh, kind of like the Trojan horse, if you will, right? But what technology does is it helps, right? It helps streamline, it helps create efficiencies, it helps you scale and grow your business. It's the same thing with helping all the people, right? I, I take great, great pride in the things that I do and the things that we implement as part of our process and program because I really do genuinely care about each one of our clients. You know, I think about all the lives that we're touching and all the things that we're doing. You know, I, I'm a single father for a very long time. And uh, I needed to show my son that anything was possible. COVID changed everything for us. You know, I was working at a large enterprise corporation, got laid off. And I was like sitting down. And I was like, if I die and I don't pursue this dream, I'd be really upset that I, uh, you know, punched a clock for my entire life. It's time for me to take, you know, it into my own hands. It's time for me to help the people along the way. If you can, uh, you don't have to wait till the end. That's what a lot of people do. When I get rich, I'm going to go get back and help. You can give a dollar along the way and that dollar turns into 10, that $10 turns to 100, next thing you know, it turns into millions of dollars that you're helping. Uh, and so it's really important for me to build that in the architecture and DNA of everything that I do. Yeah, so great. And of course, you mentioned your son. And we talk about entrepreneurship all the time. What type of What type of lessons are you hoping to transfer to your son so that when he grows older, he learns from these lessons of what you're doing, Dante, with opening Opuus and pursuing your passion and pursuing your dream. And like you said, not waiting till the end to give back, giving back right now. Mm -hmm. I'm actually already seeing it. it's very exciting. Right, I live in Denver, Colorado, so we get some weather here. Um, and he's taken to shoveling snow. Before that, his business was going to be picking up dog poop. He wants to have a dog. I don't want to have a dog right now, but he wants one. And so... My, you know, offer to him was start a business, figure out what you're going to do, you should pick up poop because you're going to be picking up a lot of it. Uh, and so find out if it's something that you really 
want to spend your time doing. And so he's opened up a little business, picking up poop. And when it snows, he shovels snow. And, uh, and now he's got ideas of how he's going to scale his team, right? He's going to get the neighborhood kids on it, right? Teach them how to do it. And so it's very exciting for me to see that, right? And have him connect the dots, um, you know, and something very near and dear to me in every single aspect, right? You know, it doesn't even have to be a child. It could be a grown adult. I still get mentored. time. Yeah, I love it. You mentioned connecting the dots. And I feel that's very interesting, an interesting concept. With your mentors, how do they help you connect the dots for what you're doing? In lots of different ways, right? Um, you know, like I said, I come from very humble beginnings. So, you know, kind of getting that acumen, that pedigree of stepping into a boardroom of a large enterprise corporation, right? So prepping me on how to speak, when to speak, what to say. Uh, also looking at things strategically. How do you scale as a small business owner starting up, bootstrapping this organization? You know, how do you take it from one person to 10 people? How do you take it from 10 to 20? How do you do those things? Where do you network? Where do you market? All those types of opportunities, right? So I have daily mentor calls with a good friend of mine, Reggie. He's out in Dallas. Um, got kind of a nice little partnership going where I help him out with things, you know, and he helps me out with things too. And it's been great. I love it. I love it. You surround yourself with people that perhaps have an expertise that you don't, but also more importantly, they care about you, genuinely care about you because mentors, the best ones are the ones that you find that really care about you and your family and your children and your legacy. And it sounds like you found that with your partner and your your mentor. So that's great. Now, let's talk about it a little bit. I'm wondering, you know, people come to the platform, they come to Opuis, they take advantage of all, everything that you offer, Dante. They're loving, of course, the word's getting out there about what you're doing. How often do, does a company come and you sort of analyze it, they reach out to you to help them, and they have started wrong. In other words, they started the business with the wrong tech stack, the wrong technology, and that's why they're having problems later in the stage of their business. It happens on a daily basis. <laughs> Honestly, I was on a call just two hours ago. Similar thing. They have a hodgepodge of stuff, right? And that's what we do. We have a problem quickly, grab something off the shelf for the first thing that we know, but we don't know what we don't know, right? So now we're in the process of giving him a, a complete enterprise resource management program, right? It's like, you know, you're in shipping and you're in 3PL, you're in distribution, you've got all these things. You have a need to talk to different people at different times. Let's get rid of this technology and this one when the contracts end uh, and replace it with this, right? And you're, you're going to streamline everything from a single pane of glass. Um, it happens all the time. It happens with me, but I am not exempt from this. Um, it is part of being a small business owner to going to a big, big business. You find a solution that works at the time. And then when you're ready for the next level, you get the next level solution, right? So um, that's what we advise on, right? We try to really build out the strategic roadmaps and we'll say, hey, look, you can have anything you want. How much time do you have and how much money do you have are the real questions, right? If your budget's over here. We're going to start here and just know in two years, we're going to go to this level. In five years, we're going to go to this level. And this is why we're going to build out a strategic roadmap. And technology moves quick. So this is today. Tomorrow, it can all change, right? AI is changing a lot of things for a lot of different businesses today. Yeah, very interesting. Of course, you mentioned AI. Let's talk about that briefly because everybody's talking about it. You know, we've got the chat GBT and everything else out there that's sort of, you know, uh, sort of taking over some of the headlines. Even on .com Magazine, we, we have some things that we've asked ChatGBT and we posted them and we're getting great responses. 
Where do you, yeah, it's super cool. Where do you see all that going? I mean, where do you see that whole whole AI sort of process going in the future? Uh, very simply, lean into the AI. It is not going anywhere. There is no need to be afraid of it. As long as you understand what it is and what it can do. Deeper than that, you have to look at where we're at as a culture, right? COVID changed a lot of things for a lot of different people. They don't want to work at big businesses anymore. They want to start their own thing. So there's a big push for needing to somehow replace those employees, right? The other part of it is, is economically, things have been down lately, right? And so there's been a lot of layoffs and things like that. So how do we replace those employees for the time being to be able to do that and streamline and communicate different tasks? So Opuis has a team of developers where we build AI-based uh, different bots and things for different organizations. For healthcare organizations, it's helping to streamline some of their back-end processes of uh, insurance validation and things of that nature, right? That would take forever. A robot doesn't care. It'll continue to try and try and it has the best answers, right? Because it's already run. It's already munched the numbers. It's already crunched the numbers. Interesting. I'm curious about Opuis when we have somebody that reaches out. Maybe they just are a little overwhelmed by the technology that happens quite often, especially to startup founders, even, you know, startup founders that have not brought in a CTO, but they need some help. They need somebody that's a, a guiding hand that can give them some assurances on the right way to go and the right way to sort of take their action steps to make sure that they use the right technology at the beginning so later on they don't have problems. Do you offer that type of opportunity for somebody that reaches out, Dante, and they say, hey, I need this kind of help? Absolutely. We definitely do. Uh, you know, we're a, a virtual CTO, virtual CIO, what have you. We do advise clients, small and large, and that. Even if they do have IT teams, right? Everybody needs a little bit of help, right? That's what we're here to do. As I said earlier, my favorite thing to do is help people. Um, and that's what we do is we streamline all those processes and we're a sounding board, right? Uh, you don't know what you don't know. And we live, breathe and die technology. And so we, you know, we know the largest, uh, you know, things that are out and the big things that are on the horizon. We have a network of engineers and cloud specialists nationwide that have cumulatively over three centuries of experience, right? You can't buy that with any type of budget that any organization that watches the show has. I don't care if you're the largest organization. Procter and Gamble. It doesn't matter. Johnson and Johnson. It doesn't matter how big you are. You cannot buy that level of expertise for the amount of price that you pay. Yeah, what a great team and a great group of experts you've put together. Now, I like language, and sometimes a CEO's language is a little bit different than a CTO's language. So. When you're speaking to a CEO that maybe doesn't understand the tech language or you're speaking to a CTO that doesn't really understand the CEO language, you have to sort of wear two different hats and talk to them in a different way so they understand what you're talking about. Yep, that is that is the truth, right? And so, you know, luckily for, for myself, Fred, I am both. I am both the CEO and CTO. So I, I live in both of those worlds where I have to be able to talk like, hey, look, here's dollars and cents and here's operational efficiency. And then here's the technological aspect. This is how it's going to integrate with said software. This is how you're going to support it. This is how you're going to do patches on it, maintenance, right? All that idiosyncrasy. So uh, having the ability to straddle both of those lines and live in both of those worlds is super beneficial for an organization, right? Um, because you're right. To be able to speak to the real true problems in nature is the most important part. 
Yeah, I love it. And it seems to me like you've you've built this based on an opportunity because you saw people being very dissatisfied with what was currently available before you brought Opuis to the market. Was that one of the ideas of the genesis? Yeah. Uh, you know, I was working with a lot of different large, like, you know, hedge funds and venture capitalists during COVID. Um, and, you know, there was so much confusion on what to do, how to scale and all that stuff. Right. And so I did see an opportunity to help. Um, and with advanced partnerships that I had in place to be able to bring a marketplace to life, to be able to bring all, all of the engineering and cloud specialists to the table, right. And make it so cost effective for organizations to do this. Um, you know, that was really the, the big push to do it. That was absolutely uh, you know, kind of monumental. Yeah, I love it. And one thing that you, you've become famous for already at the company, you really like to dive in. I mean, you want people to call you or engage with you on the platform like right now, because from an entrepreneur's mindset, oftentimes you have an idea, you you take an action step, but then you freeze in the frame. Like you get there, but then you don't take that next step. And you're all about that next step, right? So let's talk about where you got that from. Was that from your background with the military family? Where did you get that dive in? Let's go. Let's get to it right now. Uh, you know, I'm the firstborn child of the family. And like I said, uh, living with a single mother before we uh, joined a military household. Um, I think it is really just kind of baked into my DNA, right? The things are going to happen no matter what you have to move forward. Um, you can't be paralyzed by fear. It's okay to, you know, be apprehensive from time to time and calculate stuff, but there are no losses. They're only lessons, right? And it's cliche and we hear a million people say the same thing, but really doing it is the truth matter. Um, you know, I've started and stopped this company over the last several years and really dove in for the last two years and put it in everything that I've ever wanted to make it happen. Uh, and yeah, and we've done reiterations and we've changed things and we've tweaked things. We listen to our customers, we listen to our clients, we listen to our partners. What makes this better? Uh, you can't stop. You have to continue to go, right? Momentum is what it is. Yeah, it's so interesting. You just go, go, go. You've put together a great team of experts, a great team of engineers. They're there to help, you know, your clients there every step of the way. And, you know, you can move quickly. You can move uh, at the speed of light, you can move at the pace of your clients. You're really a solution for so many different companies where, yes, they're put in the driver's seat, but you're really the engine and sort of the GPS system that's guiding them to where they want to go. Is that sort of the way you look at it? Yeah, that'd be a great analogy for it, for sure. That's yeah, I love perfect. it. I love it. Before <laughs> we let you go, I mean, listen, you're doing such great work. You call it the deep waters of procurement. And, you know, you say, listen, if you do it on your own, or maybe use even another company, you could even be drowned in that deep water of procurement. So use a life raft, you know, use a boat that knows how to, how to kind of guide the rough waters, of course, with Opuis. And that's what you're saying. Now, before we let you go, Let's talk entrepreneurship because we do have some younger entrepreneurs. I know you love helping entrepreneurs. I mean, you're a mentor. You've got a mentor. You're a big believer in all that. And so am I. Let's give back to the younger entrepreneurs watching the show. Maybe they're having a tough time. Maybe they're 
freezing in the frame a little bit. They don't know what to do. Maybe you could give some input and some motivation to the younger entrepreneurs watching the show about how to keep on going. Yep. Uh, so two things. Uh, one thing that I tell my son, one thing that I tell myself, and one thing that I tell everybody I've mentored. Manifestation without perspiration stays in your imagination. Okay? It's not enough to want it. I want a million dollars and you sit on the couch. That million dollars is never going to come. What you have to do is you have to take that very first step. Okay. You have to take the first step, writing your business plan out, calling your first customer, potentially calling your first potential vendor. It doesn't matter what that first step looks like. You have to take the first step. Okay. And when you get down on your luck, when you are feeling like you cannot do it, Give it one more day. Just one more day. You don't have to give it 10 more years. Give it one more day. After that, another. Right? This is what it is. It is baby steps. We cannot give up if it is something that you truly believe in. It is okay to take a break. It is okay to take a little step back and maybe cry a little bit, lick your wounds. But if you want something, you got to put that perspiration in it, right? Manifestation without perspiration will stay in your imagination. Wow. I love it. I'm going to steal that. I'm going to rewind that. Manifesting. (laughs) You got to give me credit on it, but it's one of my favorite things. I love to say it because it is the truth. A lot of people want, uh, um, and they don't know how to do it. And it's just, you know, make that first call, make that first step. It's not that hard. It's really not that hard. That's going to be the name of your next book or maybe a TED Talk. I mean, I love that. (laughs) I mean, we're going to steal that. I'm stealing that. I love it. Listen, that's great advice. What a great opportunity to bring you on the show. You're doing such great work at Opus. I love everything that you're doing. You put a great team of experts and consultants together. You're helping so many people and so many companies sort of navigate the deep waters that you call, you know, uh, that can be a problem in tech and procurement and everything else. So I wanted to thank you so much for coming on the dot-com magazine entrepreneur spotlight series today. This has been wonderful to have you on the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the time, Andy. I appreciate it. 